At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, Annie. Hey there, Leah. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I am really excited about all the things that we're doing here in lactation business coaching land with our deeper dives connected to your clinical complexities course, which I think that's been so exciting and fun. And just all these great topics that we're talking about on the podcast are just, they've got me really fired up. I'm excited about all that we're doing. How about you? How are you doing? Well, I'm excited because if you're listening to this episode today, on the day it comes out, you can still join us tonight for our deeper dive into nurturing your business. You can register at paperlesslactation.com slash lactation business coaching, but you can also get access by signing up for clinical complexities in private practice, which is running right now. We had our first three lives last week, three today, and three next week, including our Ask Me Anything About Diversification with Joy McTavish, who is an IBCLC. She is also a holistic sleep coach, and she's always coming up with really innovative ideas for taking what she's interested in and passionate about and developing it into a revenue stream for her business. So I'm really excited that she's going to be joining us live inside Clinical Complexities for Private Practice. And you can sign up for that at paperlesslactation.com slash course. It is not too late. You'll get recordings of the lives that already happened. If you sign up soon enough, you can join us today, November 23rd at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And next week for Joy McTavish's live, which is on November 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And all kinds of other great stuff, um, yeah. which we're really excited about. And we will see you later today. Everything we do gets recorded for viewing later, listening later. We've got a private podcast feed for both the course and for our deeper dive. So if you're a member of Lactation Business Coaching with a subscription that includes the deeper dive vault, 
then you will get access to this private podcast feed and you can binge our vault of recordings on your favorite <laughs> podcast player, which Yay. is just great because I just love to listen to things. I am the same way. And I am so excited about Joy's life because I just think one, she's just a really cool human. I like her so much. And two, she really has done that very thing where you said, just like, what am I passionate about? What am I interested in? What need can I fill? And just boom, she comes up with this amazing stuff. So we all can learn so much from her and she's got so much to offer and share. So I am super excited. I can't wait. I'm like, hurry up, Joy, get on here. Let's talk. So today we are talking about dreaming big for your private practice. And so I just want to start by having a moment of reflection. If you can just think for a moment, where do you see your business in say a year, maybe five years? What have you thought all the way out 10 years? Have you thought about that? Have you processed or kind of let your brain kind of explore out that far. Annie, have you, I feel like you've probably done this exercise because we, we do a lot of these kind of things, but have you thought about that? Have you thought one, five, maybe even 10 years down the road? Yeah. I mean, one thing I do think about is 10 years from now, I really hope that I am still invested in keeping myself up to date and that I never hit a point where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. I know everything I need to know. And the way I do things is the right way to do things. I just really hope that that is not my future. And so when I think about planning, I really do. That is always the first thing that comes to mind, like in terms of professional development, what kind of lactation consultant I want to continue to be Mm -hmm. and where, how I want to grow is I want to grow by always learning. I want to always be humble about what I don't know, be willing to take correction, be willing to be told that there's, there are things I'm doing right now that 10 years from now are going to be wrong. And I really Mm -hmm. want to be able to be flexible and adaptable and humble and changeable in my practices in, in the best kinds of ways. So that's, that's something that I think when it, that's the first thing, when it comes to dreaming big, it's not a business goal. It's more of a personal Um, evolution. It sounds like ethical goal or it's it's about my integrity. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that's such an important place to start out when we're thinking about where could my business go? Yeah. What do you think about? Like, I know you're a planner with your, um, (laughs) your four planners and your post-its and your pens and your pencils. (laughs) So what, what do you have on your, on your one year, five year, 10 year plan? One year, five year, 10 year. You know, it's interesting. I, To me, it's so kind of interesting how that's evolved over the last 10 years because I've been in business this year, 10 years. And it's so interesting to me where my thoughts were 10 years ago, like mega big and doing all the things and la la, you know, all this and where I've really found where my passions are, where my genius is, so to speak, you know, like, what am I actually good at doing? What can I actually manage and still be the human I want to be for all the other people that I have in my life beyond just my business, you know? So that's really changed. And I totally love your kind of coming straight into like, who do I want to be as a lactation consultant with integrity and growth mindset and like knowing that all knowledge can never be had. And I can always be on a seeking path for more knowledge so that I can serve better. And I totally resonate with that. But for my business, 
my evolution that I really desire is just like keeping more streamlined, more ease to my workflow, more ease. Like I feel like I'm continually striving for is just like ease and flow and letting me do the things that I do really well because I've got all the systems in place and all the workflow in place. That just seems like a a passing wave of just lull, like it's all just flowing. And I'm over here doing the thing that I do really well. And that excites me that I can keep cultivating that, you know, but there's also some things that I get like, Ooh, you know, it would be really cool if I could do this or if I could do that. And I think that's the exciting thing about being a business owner is that you can really kind of dream and shut your eyes and just innovate, you know? And I think that's something that makes our profession really, really cool in that one, we're a young profession in the grand scheme of things, right? Like running a private practice lactation business has not been on the businesses to have list very long. I mean, would you say maybe 30, 40 years max? Yeah, max, because I wish I knew when the first private practice lactation business started. Does anybody have that data? (laughs) I'm sure it's out there somewhere. You know, it's been only since the mid eighties that there were IBCLCs. Right. So, so that's, you know, that's it. And we know that, you know, a lot of it started with just expanding of volunteer work that people were doing. And, and we did an episode about making the transition from volunteer work to business owner. I think it was one of our very early episodes, very early. our first episode, yeah. actually, I think. Yeah. And then also, you know, getting, wanting to get lactation into the hospitals where it was so desperately needed in those, you know, those early days, but it is a young profession and you also might be new to this as well. And if you're just starting out, you know, you might be thinking like, well, I'm just like trying to like book clients and figure out my charting platform and all of that. But I would say you can start dreaming now. Yeah, there's nothing that can stop you from starting right now to say, okay, like, yeah, I'm new and I'm just figuring this out. And and maybe what you decide today is on your one year or five year or 10 year plan changes. And that's, that's fine. We talked about change last week. If it's not working, drop it, but start to think about where you want to go and where you can take yourself. And, and a great first question to ask yourself might be what kind of skills and passions do you have beyond what you're currently doing in your day-to-day private practice? So clearly you have a passion for helping families feed their babies, lactation, physiology, anatomy of the breast, bottles, pumping, finger feeding, reflexes, all of that like amazing stuff, like how milk is synthesized. I mean, yes, we love all that stuff, but there are other things in your life that you love to do and that you have an interest in and a passion for. Maybe start to think about like, is there a place for that inside of lactation? And, you know, for me, it was always tech and computers. Like I just love (laughs) software. I just, I can't help it. It so draws me in and I have so much fun with it. And so I just really started to see a place where I could integrate what I love about tech into private practice. I spent a lot of time in my early career working on becoming a a screenwriter and a producer was another, that was another thing I was working really hard towards. So creating the lactation private practice essential course last spring and clinical complexities this fall is challenging me with, to use some of those skills that I cultivated when I was trying to become a producer, like just making it happen and supervising all the moving parts and working with my talent because they're so talented. My speakers, (laughs) I love them. And so 
that is also something where I, I came to continuing education because of my passion for producing. Yeah. What about you, Leah? Yeah. I mean, I think early on pre becoming a lactation consultant, one, I spent a long time being a stay at home mom doing some corporate work on the side, like business to business sales. So wholesaling specifically lots of children's products. I worked for some really interesting children's products companies. And before that, you know, I did medical sales. And so when I started out my practice, I really brought in all the things I learned about sales and, you know, speaking to people about my business and that kind of thing. I was able to really integrate that passion that I had before of being in the corporate world and being in sales and really start to draw that into my private practice. I think it's really cool because we have such a young field is that there's so much possibility. It feels like nobody's come up with it all yet, you know, like so far from it. And because it's a young profession, we've got people coming into it, not like you're in sitting in high school, you know, what career do you path do you want to follow? Like, probably 0% of people are like, I want to become a lactation consultant. Like we're not there yet. So most of the time when you come to the field of lactation consulting, you've probably done something else in your life first from a passion that you also have. And this is where I think it could be so cool. And I just hope every one of you take the opportunity to think about what do you have? What have you brought to the table of the field of lactation private practice and can integrate into your business. You know, you might have been a teacher and you could be amazing at creating some courses and getting more information out there and teaching in a way that people can really grasp. Or you might have worked in some sector of corporate America and you have some some really amazing project skills or I mean, I can't even think the cool thing about it and the thing that gets me so excited, you can hear it in my voice. I'm like, I'm so excited because there's so many possibilities. And I think maybe we need to nudge people along to like, don't get too caught up into like this thing called lactation consultant private practice has to be any one way, you know, other than of course has to be ethical and we have to do our jobs well. But beyond that, there's so much possibility for integrating all this other sectors that we could pull in and really make the field of lactation consulting in private practice. So cool. So I think there's so much possibility. (laughs) That's how you and I got connected because you did a presentation at a conference about face-to-face marketing and you had this, like, I'll never forget this. And I was, (laughs) you had this video in there. (laughs) My commercial. (laughs) Your commercial. It was hilarious. It was so well done, first of all, but it was you going to like a a doctor's office and it was, it was Heather, right? was awesome. And you come in and you're all like, I'm, I'm here to do some marketing and you hand your business cards and then you leave. And like Heather, like, I just remember she like rolled her eyes and put the cards in the the drawer, like threw them (laughs) in the drawer. And then you did this whole talk about face-to-face marketing and you were drawing from your experience in sales and all those, all the stuff you had done. And it was so fun. Like it really was so memorable and memorable enough that like a year later, I DM'd you to be like, <laughs> have you ever wanted a podcast? And you wrote me back like four seconds four later. Four seconds. You were like, yes. yes. And like, we've never met Doing before, it. but like, I was really drawn by you bringing in that 
other experience, that other interest and, you know, really creating something and teaching me something that I couldn't learn on my own because I don't have that experience. I didn't live your life or do your job. So that was really cool. Yeah. I think that that integration of what we did before, but you have to get really like creative because you might be like, okay, there's no way I was, you know, X, Y, Z before. And like, that has nothing to do with lactation. It's like, wait, you never know. There could be something in there that you could pull in some genius that you could innovate and create. And sometimes creation comes from looking at what the needs are, you know? I mean, you... Yes, you could create something that everybody's like, nobody needs that. You know, there are definitely some products on the market, like the as seen on TV products in Walgreens, you know, (laughs) that I always walk by that and I'm like, nobody needs that. I'm pretty sure. I bought a spinning watermelon cuber that came in as nobody needs that. My husband was like, I don't want that. And my children are like, we have waited for this our entire lives. <laughs> and you've had so many watermelon <laughs> now. Is it one of the things that makes like watermelon balls? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, it came oh. with one of those two. No, it's this little like round spinning, like you run it across the top of a cut oh, watermelon and, and it, it makes spits it like... out cubes. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, people do need that. So you've had so much cubed watermelon, you don't even know what to do with your life, right? <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Yeah. So I don't know. Somebody was like, I know what the world needs. They need yeah. this. And they and might have been imp- right. And they've improved your life because of it. So think about that. Start listening. I mean, people come up with these wacky ideas that we're like, wait a second, is that really a thing? And then it's on a shelf in Walmart. So I mean, Walgreens. So it is really a thing. But we have to start with when you're dreaming, when you're thinking there's nothing I can do different. There's nothing out there for me more than just seeing clients day in and day out. And that's totally fine too. Like you don't have to go beyond that. But if you want to do, and I think everybody should take a moment of this because the next million dollar idea might be sitting inside of your brain right now because you made a connection between a need and an innovation, a way to solve that problem. And it could be in your head right the second, but we don't give ourselves a chance to think about that. So sometimes you have to just be like really thinking through what are the needs? What am I hearing over and over? And sometimes I feel like maybe the universe is throwing something in your face over and over. So when you sit down and you go like, is literally everybody on the face of the planet struggling with this? Because like, I have heard this 15,000 times in the last month, I'm about to lose my noggin. It might be that that is being drawn to you for a reason because the solution is inside of you and we just have to be opening our minds to letting those dots connect. And definitely. And I think that is so cool to think about that the solution, the creative solution could be inside of you, but we just have to like listen to those tugs saying, this is a need and I'm hearing it and hearing it. You know that I'm not the most woo person. (laughs) I'm like a little further away from woo than you are, but I'm still woo adjacent. And I have, I do have a couple of things (laughs) that I I go woo on. And and one of them is exactly what you're talking about because it's in Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic book where she talks about writing and she's like, stories will come to you. And she tells a story about like, it just has to, this story had to live and the story picked me. Madeline Lengel talks about that in her book, Walking on Water, Reflections on Faith and Art, which is one of my favorite books of all time. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. And she talks about how writing one of her books, a character just showed up that she didn't plan on writing. She didn't know this character was going to walk into the room, but the character was like, hello, 
I'm here. I need to live. And it's the same with ideas. And like, I watch shark tank, of course I'm, you know, obsessed with it, but like, and you know, like so many bad baby products have been (sighs) on shark tank. And like, my family is like, when they see one, they're like, mom, please just, just let us watch. And I'm (laughs) like sitting on my hands at at, like this, this terrible thing that's harmful to babies. So, but you might have an idea to be like, there's people out there making money on terrible things that are harmful to babies. But like, I have an idea that is actually helpful, meets a need and isn't terrible and harmful to babies, but actually promotes bonding and promotes breastfeeding or helps helps people pump or like whatever it is, solves some amazing problem that only you know about because you're a lactation consultant that people in the baby space don't know about because they're not lactation consultants and don't bother to consult with them when creating these terrible products. So (laughs) don't, don't let the fact that there's competition from bad people deter you from, from really pushing on that. If you got that idea, if that idea picked you, please get it out there. You got to get it out there. You might be the only carrier of that idea. So it'll never make its way out into the world. And that idea could be not just a product. It could be anything. It could be about the way you run your business. It could be about the way you connect clients to you. It could be anything. That's the cool thing. It could be anything and it can tie in something that you're already passionate about. But what I know about dreaming, dreaming doesn't happen in a really cluttered space in your brain, right? Like creativity has to have a blank canvas to work on. We can't be creative. If the canvas is already full, then your brain is like, I already got too much going on. There's no space here for me to cultivate any new ideas because you have filled it with all the things. So one thing I definitely know about creativity and making these connections and processing what your brain might be holding on to in there is space to make that happen. And if I could say one thing, I am the worst at this one thing, but I am the constant striver of blank spaces in my life. I'm constantly working to cultivate this. I've talked about it so many times on the podcast that I work on this all the time because I'm not good at it. So I have to like consciously do it, which is sometimes painful. So Right now, my blank space is that on my walk, although I want to listen to a podcast the entire walk, the entire 45 minutes, I don't let myself. I stop for at least 10 to 15 minutes. I turn everything off and I just walk and let whatever comes up in my brain come up. And if it's trailing off into like not fun land, I pull back and I say, let's just go blank, more blank so that I can have creativity moments. That's what I'm doing right now. I've I've cultivated this. I've changed it constantly depending on where life stage that I'm at at that moment. But this is something you really have to do to be able to be innovative and dream big for your business is give yourself a little bit of space. How essential it's, you can't be creative without it. And, you know, I remember before I had, you know, podcasts and (laughs) headphones and I would be pushing my kids in the stroller from our house to the park. And I can really remember being very pregnant with my second, trying to get from my house to the park, which was a mile and a half, a mile and a half away, I think. And it was taking me 45 minutes to walk there because I was so pregnant and I didn't have anything to listen to unless I like intentionally loaded something onto my little iPod, which I never (laughs) remembered to do. And I would just sit and my brain would just be open another writer book that I love is um, (laughs) Stephen King's on writing. And he says, 
what he talks about when he's stuck on a story problem, he sends it to the guys downstairs, which means he like, he like assigns it to his subconscious basically. And says, I'm not going to consciously think about this. I'm going to send it to the guys downstairs. So I used to do that. I would be like, okay, I'm working on like a story problem for a screenplay I'm writing. And I'd be like, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to walk. And by the time I would get to the park, an idea would come, but not from like, Consciously, consciously focusing on it, working but from really actually hard. consciously not focusing, not focusing on it. Yes, yes. And just think, okay, you guys, listen, that idea might be just marinating deep in your brain and we got to get some clear space so you can let it come up and be the thing that solves these big problems for either families or lactation consultants. We need that creative cultivation to be happening. But I encourage all of you to take a step back and give yourself some space and find a way to to just take that moment and let your brain really connect dots and stuff. And it's so crazy how it happens on that lower down in your brain, not so conscious about what the connections are happening, but they're happening. And then you boom, an idea just pops right out. And one thing though, my top tip around this, and again, something I'm constantly working on is to write down literally every single idea and dream you have about your business or about the work that you do. And it can sound super silly, but even if it seems like this is an impossible dream, nobody's ever going to want to do this, or it just, I would have to have millions of dollars to even think about making this happen write it down anyway, because I think, I'm sure there's some science back there because there's a lot of science around writing things down, but I think writing them down puts a little sticky note in that subconscious space so that it hangs out there. And when you are in those places of taking a walk (laughs) for a mile and a half to get to the park, that your brain has all these sticky notes to kind of marinate on and be like, oh, wait, hold on, wait, 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 I've, I've connected this. Wait, this one matches this one. Okay, go. And then boom, it comes the idea inside your brain. But that act of writing it down and, and you really get bonus points if this you know notebook is, is sparkly and decorated in whatever fashion speaks to you. But I think it's really cool to have a dream book and to really let your brain just come up with stuff. And the sillier or the crazier or the more impossible is like, don't get too caught up in that. Like get caught up in just getting it on paper and letting it evolve as it needs to. I think this has been just an amazing exercise, you know, for your brain too and creativity and I think this is where the next big lactation things are going to come from because all of you are going to have a beautifully decorated (laughs) notebook full of amazing ideas. And it's going to be the next thing that makes all of our jobs easier or we get to reach more people or we get to see better outcomes. I know it's in there. So I really encourage you to take the time to get yourself a dream book and really start dreaming about your business and what you could cultivate in the world of lactation private practice. I love that. I am really bad about not writing stuff with my hand, but it really does unlock something in my mind that's different than when I'm typing. I'm also an external processor in a lot of ways. And so 
talking things out is really helpful to me. And I know like Leah and I use Voxer to go back and forth and I use it with my team as well. And I'll often like start with like, I was thinking about this. And then by the end of it, I've figured out what I was trying to get to, but I couldn't get there in my head. I needed to speak it. And then the idea came while I was talking. And so that even having like a voice memos to yourself on your phone is, you know, just to talk things out, talk to yourself. You don't ever have to listen to it again, but that can also help you unlock things. But, you know, having it written down also can help make it feel real. It's, it can give you some accountability. You can set yourself a regular time where you go back and revisit those goals and those ideas and check your progress and cross off the things that have fizzled that you're not interested in applaud yourself for the progress you've made on others, you know, just having a way to keep them alive and writing them down does give them a life that just keeping them in your brain or even, you know, in conversation with somebody else, it doesn't quite cement it the way that putting it in that notebook does. So I'm going to personally take that challenge to, this is something the universe is telling me is like, you need to start writing things down again. I used to write a lot of things down. I used to keep lots of lists and (laughs) thoughts and all of that. And I just need to get back into it and get out of my head and (laughs) back into a notebook. Yeah. Yeah. I am like a a moderately, okay, totally obsessed with, right. I love the act of writing is very cathartic for me. Like I like to cursive write and I like to make it look really nice. So it's very like has twofold. It's something about just the act of writing, but then also this moment to capture something. But because I have this very like visual brain, I have a notebook for everything. (laughs) So my husband is always like, why do we have 15 notebooks that are all the same, but labeled differently all sitting around? I'm like, well, this one has all my podcast ideas. And this one has all of my you know, things I need to do for the business. And this one has all my dreams and this one, it's just crazy. But it's really so helpful, like you said, to actually get into the act of writing things down. And I think it's good for our brains too. So I just, you know, put a call out to everyone out there that these amazing ideas are probably living inside of you right now. And the world of lactation private practice needs you to give yourself space to get a notebook, start writing it down. And so that we can really cultivate the next generation of lactation consultant private practice and be innovative and creative and professional and ethical and all the things they're going to come from us and they're going to come from you. Just taking a minute to hear what's inside of you can make those connections from your passions and your skills. And let's do this thing, y'all. Let's take it to the next level. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Thank you, Leah. This this episode, I'm going to say this was Leah's idea and she really brought so much of just all these ideas. And I could see that creativity at work when she shared the outline with me of what we were going to talk about today. So I just want to tell you, you've got, you've got great things inside of you. So please don't keep them to yourself. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yes. Don't keep it to yourself. Okay. Next time, Annie, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.